Have you got an idea? Have you got a song? Have you got a poem? Have you got an haiku? Have you got a laundry list? Have you got something cool that you want to share with the world? Send it on in. Call up 561203 All right, that, that number once again is 561203979 What what was that in it was 'm hey guys as it's been said in the past I'll say it again okay just in case you didn't hear what's be being said before this very famous person once said this out loud to a group of people um in the park he was uh, standing on the stage and there was a microphone and some speakers. And there were there's some uh, lawn chairs out there in uh, in the park, and uh, some some umbrellas and shady areas for people to sit. Okay, and uh, this famous guy, um, he, he said, as very clearly, okay, as clear as day into the microphone, very clearly and with very good enunciation skills. Oh, very good enunciation skills. He said, where there's a will, there's a testament. Hey, Kurt. It's Ken. Hey, I just had to leave you a message and let you know how absolutely blown away I was <laughs> that you reached out to me on the anchor yesterday. That was so cool. Dude, as busy as you are with everything you got going on, you actually took time out of your day to, to contact me. That was so awesome. You are one of a kind, brother. <laughs> Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Customer. 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 Customer, costumer, customer, costumer, 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 costumer. Costumer, 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 Hey, hey. Um, we actually integrated your song into the next two podcasts, so we haven't put it up yet. Um, so that's why you're seeing the notification, but it's not public yet. Um, they're not published, so that is why. Um, really excited to unveil that. Woohoo!
there's one thing that I have learned on this big blue marble, on this big blue planet, on this big crazy circular globe, is that everybody is trying to do something. They're trying to do however they're trying to do it for as long as they're trying to do it for. That is a that is a that is the life blood of society. That is the spirit of nature. That is the go get 'em, go get 'em, Charlie kind of attitude that you will see out there uh, in society, in history, in the archives, on the macrofiche, in the headlines, on the podcasts, in the zines, on the mixtapes, everywhere. Right on the albums, on everywhere. Eight tracks on everywhere. On the four tracks, eight tracks, holographic, digital cubes, whatever you want to call them, whatever you want to refer to them, octagons, rubicons, etc., etc., and so forth. It is on it. It is distributed. It is moving and grooving. It's got a mind of its own. It's got a go-get-em Charlie kind of attitude. And it is here to stay. Okay? That, my friend, is a here to us stay. Now and from here, forevermore. Everybody is trying to do what they're trying to do. However they're trying to do it. For as long as they need to do it for. That is my modus, my codus, my credo, the crux, the root, the lifeblood, the life force, the vibe, and molecular structures that flows through me. Now and forevermore. We are heading up to. Oh, beautiful day today. It's like a summer day, man. Beautiful. The sun is shining. Man, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Beautiful out here. I'm heading up to the uh, post office. However, I would like to talk about how awesome it was on February 24th for Twin Peaks Day. That's Twin Peaks Day because that's the day that Agent Cooper enters the town of Twin Peaks. And 11.30 a.m., that's when Agent Cooper enters the town of Twin Peaks. February 24th. So, Laura Palmer dies on February 23rd. What's interesting about February 23rd is that's the day that I left Chicago. February 23rd to come out here to California so it's quite interesting how that coincides so on TikTok on February 24th there's a big meme or sort of collaboration kind of thing you could do on there um, where you lip sync things and so Kyle MacLachlan basically announced that he had a Twitter account, I mean a uh, TikTok account 
by putting up his very first TikTok ever on February 24th. I think he did it around 11.30 a.m. I found out about it at around noontime. And uh, he put up a... He, he put up a a thing where he's lip syncing the Agent Cooper. Uh, like if you go to YouTube and you type in you type in Twin Peaks Day, it'll show you the clip of Agent Cooper in the car saying, "Diane, it's 11:30 a.m. February 24th. I'm entering the town of Twin Peaks," and he's talking about. The smell of the the the, uh, the trees and all that jazz. So on TikTok, Kyle MacLachlan, the guy who plays Agent Cooper, he lip synced himself. He lip synced his own dialogue, and it's funny because he did it while he was riding on a uh, like a stationary bicycle, and he drew a picture of a a car window next to him on the wall with a with trees in the window and so he invited people to duet with him so I duetted that thing and what's so cool is I happen to have a Dougie standout a Kyle MacLachlan standout from Twin Peaks season 3 in the corner of my house. So it was funny because in this duet, I was able to utilize that in it. And there were just so many interesting little things that just happened to be in there that were just, that happened to be particular to Twin Peaks and, and or Kyle MacLachlan. Um, in Twin Peaks season three, they're talking a lot about who is the dreamer, who is the dreamer. So in the thing I was recording, at some point, the the camera moves over and you see this canvas that I have. And on this canvas, it says, don't wake the dreamer. And then on top of that, there's a bear, which I didn't get in the picture. There's a wooden bear that's on the shelf right there next to the don't, don't wake the dreamer. And what's interesting is Kyle McLachlan has a wine company. And it's called, I think it's called Chased by Bears. Or Chased by Bears, something like that. So there, there, were, there was just a lot of stuff, just power-packed. Oh, and then at the part where he says something about the trees, he goes, what kind of trees are these? It's cool, because I had a painting on the wall of uh, Grant Park in Chicago. So I was able to pan over to the, to the uh, painting of the trees. So... Yeah, check that out. That's on Instagram. That's on, if you go to Instagram.com slash Inspirato Projecto, you can see that video there. And the cool thing was, was that he liked it. He saw it on TikTok and he liked it. And then what I did was, I took a, um, I took a screenshot of, of his comment. And I decided this would be a lot of fun to put that up on Instagram so then I put that screenshot of his comment on TikTok I put it up on Instagram and then I uh, on the story and then I tagged him Kyle McLachlan on Instagram and then he saw that and he liked that so then I screenshotted that 
<laughs> and did it again. Oh, man. Just made it like it was like a fractal. It just, this fractal just kept going and going. It was like a, an Agent Cooper, uh, Kyle McLachlan fractal. So if you go to my uh, Instagram account for Inspirato Projecto, you should be able to see the madness up there. Which, by the way, if you have Instagram, let's be friends on there. If you got TikTok, let's be friends on there. Um, the same name of my podcast is the same name of uh, my radio show and also the Instagram account. Twitter, uh, Facebook, Inspirato Projecto, baby. By the way, if you want to contribute to this, email inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com and uh, email me some of your audio sensations. You can also call the hotline 561-203-9179 that last episode okay so I, I released two uh, recent episodes one was an interview with BD Guo she's an artist for the video game Luna the, the Shadow Dust Luna the Shadow Dust is the name of it point and click Mindbender, just a great game so I, I had the pleasure of in, uh, interviewing her I released part one I released part one I will be releasing part two at some point um, after that I released, released an episode just filled with ho- a hodgepodge of information you'll hear in that one me discussing going up to the Harvard Yard Bar because I recently performed up there with Jenny my sister we call ourselves the Clendenins. So, if you are a Clendenin, or even a variation thereof, maybe you your last name is Glendenin, or Glendenning, or Clendenning, any sort of variations of that, because it's all the same name. Um, we spell our last name C-L-E-N-D-E-N-I-N. However, as I've stated, some people put... G's at the end, Clendenning. Others spelled C-L-E-N-D-E-N-O-N. That's another interesting way. Or C-L-E-N-D-E-N-E-N. So it, it they, they, you know, it, it's just a little, just has to do with various vowel, vowel uh, placements in the name. It all depends on who decides how, how they want to spell it. However, the point remains, they are all of the same the same beating heart, the same beating core, which leads all the way back to the Douglas clan. If you do a little research on the Douglas clan, you will find Margaret Douglas. Um, royalty, baby. You're talking a royalty. <laughs> We're all part of royalty, if you think about it. We're all part of everything. We're all part of royalty. We're all part of homelessness. We're all part of it all. That would be an interesting idea for a story, an interesting concept. If suddenly all of the rich people switched play, like just through something, some catastrophic event where all the rich people were, were, were now poor, living like on Skid Row and whatnot. And then all the all the uh, all the 
all the poor people who are living on Skid Row, wandering about. This includes all the homeless veterans. This includes all the all the people with mental health issues who are just let out of mental institutions and just, you know, had to fend for themselves out in the streets. All those people, imagine all those homeless folks suddenly being the top dog. How would they treat the rest of humanity? I think we're on to something here. Now listen, if you utilize this idea, please, please, let's work together. I got to get some sort of credit on this idea. Come on. Let me work with you on this. I can act in it. I can edit. I can make a soundtrack. Storyboards. I've never done storyboards. However, I'm willing to try. I'm definitely willing to try. So I'm on my way up to the post office right now, which I might have mentioned earlier. Going up there to... Oh, check it. Here we go. That guy was a homeless fella. Shoeless. He's shoeless, and he's dancing around happy as can be. It's awesome. I love this. We were just talking about this, and all of a sudden an example pops up. Just extraordinary how the universe works. He's just sitting over there singing out loud now. It's amazing. So, uh, my dues. My dues for SAG, for AFTRA, ran out. Uh, well, not ran out. How do I explain it? My payments. I stopped paying them. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, afford the payments anymore. So... They, uh, what was the word? They kind of froze me. Kind of froze me in there. And there's a whole thing they want you to do to get back in. I was talking to the guy on the phone. He said it was like, what was it? It was like a thousand something down. Yeah, it was like a thousand something down. And then $400 a month for four months after that. And I said, sir, that is just not, that is not uh, a doable payment for me right now. Not right now. Uh, I don't know how I could, how I could afford to, to pay that and, and the rent. How do, how do you do that? How do you do that? So, uh, he, uh, he said that I need to. Send a letter request for leniency. So I typed up a letter request, good old fashioned, like the good old fashioned way. I typed it up on a computer. <laughs> I love that. The good old fashioned way. You know, that's how Benjamin Franklin did it. He just got out his, uh, he just get, got out his uh, PC laptop. He just plugged it right in, you know, to the nearest electrical source and and he just he just typed type it all out on on an office document and then i and then printed it out and uh well you know the good news is the reason why i did this is because i was asked to be a part of house in the middle of nowhere which is a movie which will begin filming now that we know that we've got some funding coming through, we're going to be able to film this baby. Um, 
now that I know we're going to be working on this thing, and it's going to be a SAG film, I got to be a part of this. I got to be in SAG or change my name. I can always change my name. Maybe I just change the spelling of my name just by a smidgen. That would be interesting. I was thinking about that too as a loophole, if there was a loophole. Like for instance, for instance, my buddy Matt Simmons, when he got his uh, SAG card, he he couldn't use Matt Simmons. There's already Matt Simmons in there, so he is in a sense his stage name is uh, Matthew Brent because that's his mom his mom's maiden name. So he decided to call himself. Matthew Brent. Maybe my, maybe my stage name is Curtis Mammoth. My mom's maiden name is Mammoth. M-A-M-A-T-H. Which is awesome. Like an elephant. Like a, a mammoth. I'm a short guy. I got a short, I'm a short guy. But I got a long trunk. Have you heard my ear trumpet? Curtis Mammoth. Or, uh... We'll figure... We can figure it out. We'll figure it out. I should probably let you go as I go in here. I gotta get an envelope and everything. I gotta write it out. Isn't that great? I'm a journeyman. I'm walking home from work right now. I had no idea this feature was even on Anchor. Uh, I pressed the button. I thought that I had something in an inbox that I didn't know I had. And I heard the song, and it's great. So thanks. Thank you, Panning the Stream Over the Thread and Kenneth Lear Podcasts for calling in, leaving those messages. It really means a lot to me because when there's participation on it, that means it's a living being. Uh, this whole podcast is a variety show. It's, it's, it's a living being. And um, I think it's great the more that we highlight each other's greatest passions, excitements, and joys, and we just keep feeding it, keep feeding the beast. And, and as long as uh, everyone's doing that for one another, it's just fantastic. So just knowing that all of your great vibes are stamped into this podcast and is shared with future generations really excites me. So thank you so much, and also thank you listeners for listening and just being a part of this. So ideally, this will this will inspire you to make your own podcast someday. You know, it's so funny. I got all the way there, and the uh, I forgot the address of Screen Actors Guild. I got all the way there. So I came home, and I had a wonderful conversation with my buddy Vince. And here's something I want to share with you. Um, oh, it's interesting what you're about to hear here. Um, let's see. It doesn't say who the voice is of this guy. Um, however, it's interesting because what he's about to talk about here, it's titled, We've Found the Magic Frequency. If you put that into YouTube, you will find this video. 
the stuff he's talking about very closely resembles the stuff that Dr. Reif and Philip Hoyland uh, discovered way back in the day in 1938 with frequencies and vibrations. So, so that's something to check into. If you've got strange, you know, whether it's Lyme disease, whether it's um, even things like cancer, things like uh, headaches, there's a specific frequency that, that, that a headache pain operates at, a specific frequency. Um, when you, when you uh, have a taste for chocolate, for instance, that, that operates at a specific frequency. Everything operates at a specific frequency. When you find out what that is and you blast it with that same frequency, it nullifies it. It's like when, you, when, you, um, when a singer breaks a glass, they're singing at the same frequency that that glass vibrates at. When they do that, when it matches that, it just it breaks it, it explodes it. This, in a sense, really is why when people get offended, they're, we've, they're breaking. Why do people break? Why, what's that breaking point? Well, it's something that they associate with that maybe they, they identify with. Maybe there's something that they haven't fully ironed out the wrinkle of that yet. And so that's like a speed bump. Maybe that's something to them that's letting them know. This is something I got to work out. I got to figure out some way of smoothing this out. What, what is this road bump? Why do I feel off-ended about this? Why do I feel unbalanced about the specific statement here that this person is making? Do I resemble that comment? Do I, you know, am I similar to that comment? If so, how do I feel about that? You know, if not, then okay, it, it doesn't resemble me. It's like if you're wearing a red shirt, and someone comes up to you and they're pointing at your shirt and they go, I hate blue polka dotted shirts. It's not going to offend you because you're wearing a red shirt. So it's that type of thing. It's, it's, it's moving into another, another frequency. So just remember, Dr. Rife, R-I-F-E, look him up. Um, what I'm about to play you here, this is, mm, this says it went up October 4th, 2019. I'm not sure. I don't know who this guy is, but it's good stuff. So here we go. So now we're searching for the magic frequency. And we start with 100 hertz, and we look through the microscope to see if anything's happening. We watch for five minutes. Nothing happens. We try hundreds and hundreds of frequencies, if not thousands, until we find the magic combination. Because we believed there just had to be a better way. There had to be a better way. And we think we may have found it. I have here two identical tuning forks, both tuned to the note A, the note an orchestra tunes to. These forks are both made to vibrate 440 times per second. We say their frequency is 440 hertz. If I tap this fork, putting little pulses of energy into it, the second fork will also vibrate in sympathy. And if I silence this fork, we just may, may hear the other singing its tone. We say that I'm inducing a sympathetic resonant vibration in the second fork. It only works because both forks are tuned to the exact same frequency. Now, many of us have seen this very charming young man on the internet 
who shatters crystal glasses with his powerful voice. But if you watch him carefully, you'll see that first he taps the glass with his finger and listens. The glass sings its natural resonant pitch. Then he takes a deep breath and sings a loud, long note. He induces a resonant vibration in the crystal glass. The vibration grows larger and larger and larger until the glass is shattered. On the other end of the scale, we have a giant bridge made out of concrete and steel, a suspension bridge, the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Cars and trucks and buses are going over it every day. And unfortunately, where they built this bridge, there was a steady wind blowing across it. And one day, this wind induces a small vibration in the bridge, hardly noticeable. But the frequency of the vibration matches the resonant frequency of some part of the bridge. And the vibration gets larger and larger and larger until the bridge collapses into the river below. A destructive resonant frequency. So on one end of the scale, we have a giant concrete and steel bridge destroyed by resonance. And on the other, we have a small crystal glass shattered. So maybe we could shatter something even smaller, something really small, something you would need a microscope to see. Maybe we could shatter a living microorganism. So maybe we could change a biological living liquid crystal with a special electronic signal. But in order to do that, we would need some kind of device. So we search the US patent database, and we find this invention by a physician, Dr. James Bear of Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's called a resonant frequency therapy device, and its purpose is to induce a resonant vibration in a living organism or cell. If I put in, say, 100 hertz, out will come 100 pulses per second. If I put in 200 hertz, we'll get 200 pulses. So now we're searching for the magic frequency. And we start with 100 hertz, and we look through the microscope to see if anything's happening. We watch for five minutes. Nothing happens. So we try 101 hertz. We look through the scope for five minutes. Nothing happens. So we try 102, 103, and so on. Over the course of 15 months, we try hundreds and hundreds of frequencies, if not thousands, until we find the magic combination. The answer is you have to have two input frequencies, one low, one high, and the higher frequency must be 11 times the lower. It's what we musicians would call the 11th harmonic. When we add the 11th harmonic, we begin to shatter microorganisms like a crystal glass. These are the first videos taken. We showed these videos to our friends in the biology department. They said they hadn't seen anything quite like it. It seems to be a new phenomenon. These organisms are being shattered by our electronic signals. We now know that cancer is vulnerable between the frequencies of 100,000 hertz and 300,000 hertz. So now we attack leukemia cells. 
Leukemia cell number one tries to grow a copy of itself, but the new cell is shattered into dozens of fragments and scattered across the slide. Leukemia cell number two then hyperinflates and also dies. Leukemia cell number three then tries to make another cancer cell. The new cell is shattered and the original cell dies. How cool is that? There's a name that flashes at the beginning of this. Uh, his name is Anthony Holland. Okay, so Anthony Holland gave that speech. I think it's pretty cool when you think about that, of frequencies and vibrations. This is something Nikolai Tesla talked about a lot. Uh, frequencies and vibrations, frequencies and vibrations. Uh, you always hear about the Emoto tests where they... They, they have thoughts and intentions and words, music, certain vibrations that are played for plants, certain vibrations that are played for, for uh, uh, water, um, and then they take photos of, these, of, of what happens here, and you see exactly how it's affected. And uh, there's a vast difference when you find this out. Emoto, look up E-M-O-T-O, Dr. Emoto. He did a whole series of these experiments. There's something I recently saw on Instagram. Uh, a woman was doing this, her little kid was doing this Emoto experiment where they had three plants. I think they planted the seeds in, in, in these little pots, three little pots. They were set apart from each other. And the, the left pot had a little tiny speaker in it. And it was the looping sound of the girl saying, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And then in the in the one in the middle, there was nothing played for it. And then in the one on the right, it was just it was a looping of the girl's voice going, "I love you, I love you, I love you." And you could definitely see the difference in how affirmations, you know, up up building people up, really has a huge difference in a behavior in in your in your environment. We see how it happens in humans. Now we can actually look at this and go, "This is actually affecting the environment." the very mother supernature that we are immersed in here. There's something called midi sprout. That is something I'd like to get a hold of a midi sprout that is going to, that's on my wish list. There are lots of other devices like this. However, midi sprout just happens to be the one that I got my eyeball on and, or even just know the name of. It is uh, these little, these little uh, sensors these little electrode sensors that you, you attach to the plant. And then it translates the vibes that the plant is doing into a sound going through a synthesizer. Now, you can have those sounds be the sounds of guitars, the sounds of geese, the sounds of harps, the sounds of vibraphones, uh, the sounds of an accordion, kazoos. You could have that as a sound. And so then when the when you hear the vibe come through from the plants, and what's interesting is when the plant hears itself talking, singing, so to speak, you hear how it's concentrating and how it's it, it ends up altering its vibrations. It's listening to itself and it starts harmonizing with itself. And they started noticing that when these plants are put out into the wild with their little speakers, 
and, and, and they're played for the other nature around nearby. They're, in a sense, teaching other nature about this. And then the other nature is hooked up to it. Some of these musicians, they, they jam along with these plants. There's a documentary I, I keep meaning to see, and I, the name will come to me. The name will come to me. And it was all about a musician who jams with birds. The birds are, are, are singing to him, and he brings out his saxophone or something. And... <laughs> He and the birds. So there's a big dialogue going on between us and and Mother Nature. Now what would be fun is to translate, and I know we can do this, translate sounds into colors. Um, in which case, if we play that vibration of the color green towards plants, will it grow greener? Or roses that are that are red, will it encourage more of that? How interesting would that be? Hmm. Hmm. There was this, uh, oh, Bitstrips. I love that website. Bitstrips, um, cartoon that I did. And it was, there was a series called, it was called Comic Book Delivery System. And the whole thing was just about a comic book shop that was not yet open. They were, they were always, they always were just stocking the shelves of this comic book store and just, and just, stocking it now they were kind of open too while they were you know just opening so people are coming and asking them if they had specific comics and basically whatever boxes they got open there is what they have available and what they're selling so to speak at that time so it was uh it was a lot of fun Com- comic book delivery system one of the guys that worked there was sort of like this like uh tall skinny guy orangish hair freckles big glasses um, might know about computers, stuff like that. Then another guy was a short, stocky guy, and he would he would he kind of looked like a Viking. In fact, he sometimes he'd wear a Viking helmet. He was real big into like dun- Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, and he claimed he was a dwarf, a Viking dwarf. Um, then the other guy was like a goth, like, a, like just a goth dude. And every once in a while, they would still have comic book signings there by these by these famous people, and one of them was Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, you can hear him talking off screen. And the, um... Hi. I'll go in here. There you go. Oh, yeah. You hungry? Hi. little we had this funny thing that we do where I go kibbles and she'd go bits and bits or she'd go kibbles and I'd have to say bits and bits and even if she was in a bad mood or I was in a bad mood if she said kibbles I'd have to go bits and bits and it would just make us start cracking up it's so cute it was so cute so folks there you have it 
contribute some audio. I'd love to hear it. I'd love it. I'd love it. Call the voicemail. Don't worry. You don't have to have anxiety. No one's going to even talk to you. Just leave a message. No one's going to even know your name unless you let us know what your name is. You can also leave questions. Just leave any questions, and we'll play your question on the air when I'm on a radio, uh, and then I'll answer them. I'll also put you on the podcast. How about that? So do it. Okay? Maria Humphreys from Strong Body, Strong Soul had that idea. In fact, I'll pl- play a little radio spot here after this that has uh, Maria in it, so just so you can hear what she sounds like. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another insightful edition of What Is My Neighbor Listening To? This concludes another episodic of what is my neighbor listening to? I realize a lot of times people um, just do not allow themselves to come out of their full shells. There's anxiety there uh, because they don't think that People are going to accept their full-on weirdness. And, you know, that's something that I think ultimately we'd like as people to innately embrace our our, uh, our particular brand of humor and to give it the assist um, that it deserves. And, you know, in, in, uh, in real life, like someone might make a joke... And it falls flat at a party or something. Because uh, people just don't know how to play around with it, perhaps. Um, so they just kind of let it fall flat. Now, that doesn't mean that the joke is bad. It means the joke is unexplored. It just means that... It needed an assist because every joke is only only becomes greater and greater the more people contribute to it and grow it. That's that whole yes and spirit. So I just imagined a superhero called the assister. Heck, maybe it's a woman, the assister, like the sister, but the assister, <laughs> the assister. And uh, it's like, us. oh, it's a sister. It's a sister. It's the sister. Oh, man, it's great. It's like the Batman. So the sister, the a sister, she's always there. That's a superpower. Is that she's always there for the assist to help a joke become, you know, a fan, fan of flames. Get the energy going. 
Because when someone attempts a joke, that's the kindling for a lot of possibilities. That's the kindling for who knows where that joke could go. Now, when you got more people coming over there and adding on to it, whoa, that thing's a bonfire, un- unignorable. What if every party that people went to, the agreement and the intention with every party they go to was to meet fellow collaborators, was to meet people who they can feel like being in their element in front of. And and imagine if that was in the brain of everybody going there. Like that would be a cool intention. Let's say, for instance, if uh, you're going to throw a party, you say in the Evite, look, you know, only good attitudes welcome. And those who are good at brainstorming um, know that yes and spirit um, are in that mindset of connection and wanting to grow your ideas. Imagine if everybody's there and they know that they have resources to 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 utilize, you know, with people that they feel comfortable with. And every single person had that idea in their brain. And they thought, how can I enable someone, you know, if I've got the resources, how can I help someone who needs those resources? And do they have resources that maybe I can utilize that can help me out in some fashion? Or heck, you know, if it doesn't help me out, I know a friend who can utilize that and maybe my friend will let me utilize their resources knowing that they are, you know, connecting with this other person. So everybody just, it just, it just keeps going. Agreements, agreements, agreements. Just keeps growing, 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 getting better, better, better. Better, 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 better. Better in the sense that everybody walks away from, from it and feels so proud of it. Because they all were so committed to its reality. All so committed to not taking away, only adding to. So, you know. You grow it. That would be pretty cool. So you have the stage of just brainstorming, crazy ideas. Like we are talking to BD Guo from uh, Luna, the Shadow Dust. So uh, you just go crazy ideas, crazy ideas. Pull it all in there. And you go, okay, guys. Now, we're going to um, see, you know, okay, we're going to spend five minutes in silence writing up ideas from these ideas we got here. What are some possible ideas? ways in which it could go what are some ways in which this could go so then you got everybody with you know maybe five different each person there in the group has like five different ideas concerning all of those and then and then you go okay everybody now let's see how all of this can work together let's see how we can do it how do we blend it how do we vulture on it how do we power rangers this thing let's rock it and roll it Imagine, you know, people are always joking about that. They're always saying Tetris, Tetris, Tetris when they're talking about moving 
um, packing things, all that kind of stuff. Tetris, oh my suitcase, Tetris, oh my moving van, Tetris, oh my music equipment, ah, it's Tetris, Tetris, so there's all this Tetris. What if, like how uh, Transformers, Voltron, etc., etc., it's a bunch of different pieces that fit together to form, you know, yeah, some of them transform, and then also they just form, they go, and they, and they form the pieces of this larger thing. What if it was just a bunch of pieces of like Tetris, which would be so funny because then you could have these parts where the, where like the pieces that, that form this huge Tetris wall. Maybe it's just a big wall. It's like a wall of like, you know, what looked like Legos basically just a wall. However, each one of those things might have their own superpowers. Each one of those blocks, you know, those misshapen blocks. But to get get to be this big, powerful wall, they have to form themselves just right. They have to remember how they were. So it could call for a lot of funny, fancy stuff that's just strange and out of whack. So maybe they're, you know, they're, you know, I don't know, 20 out of 50, the pieces that aren't able to make it. So those 20 pieces now, all of a sudden, since they're on the ground, so you have a sort of misshapen wall. And then all these other pieces, they start forming things and becoming things that, um, that, yeah. So, so they could be like, you know, forming a, a bear or something. While the rest of the Legos are this wall. So yeah. A monster that is basically a Tetris robot wall. I think it'll do great at the box office. I think it will do great at the box office. Now, here's a little something. Some of you have heard about Meat Clown Industries. In fact, I've played their commercials on here before. They're one of the uh, unofficial sponsors of our show. They've made buttons for us before on a, on a few occasions. and um, They've worked with Kapow. Made buttons for Kapow. They're, they're a button-making facility. And so, um, for a sponsorship... They, uh, they make buttons for Kabao. So I'm always able to, you know, just negotiate. They're good at negotiating. I, I found that most people are just really good at no- negotiating. If you just let them know, like, look, I have <clears throat> a, a superpower here. I have, I have a talent or a passion that can be utilized. And you, and you, so you, let's say you make donuts. Okay, I want those donuts. Do you need a portrait done of your uh, granddaughter for for your daughter's birthday or something. Do you need, you know, like I can draw or I'll paint. I'll paint that for you. So how about you give me the donuts. I'll paint this for you. And it becomes this bartering system. So and then those who want to work in other ways, yeah, of course, you work monet- you just work monetarily. However, just think about people's time and their expertise in which they've whittled this particular thing that they're diving into. That has taken time. That has taken money. Um, it's funny. Some people can look at someone who's spent a lot of time just 
daydreaming and creatively, you know, kind of coming up with stuff. Going, and just going, you know, well, you've, you've wasted a lot of time. You've just been sat there a lot and just imagined all this stuff and wrote this stuff down and you've wasted a lot of time. Well, I would say that that creative meditation, that pondering, writing it down, was essential for making it become what it is right now. So, isn't it funny? With every theory, with every opinion, with every idea, there is, there are always other ideas or opinions that support another way in which is different than that. And equally just as reliable, depending on what kind of commitment level one is willing to put into diving into that particular realm. People helping people out. Talents and talents. Time and time. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. You know, after further ponderings about this episode, as I'm about to upload this, I'm writing in descriptions and everything. I think the takeaway from this episode is that the mindset is really going to be dependent on how the reality experience is going to come about. So I just I just remembered some language that I used out loud. I actually cast a spell, but I'm going to, you know, Aikido that spell. I cast a spell earlier uh, in the podcast episode where I where I talked about not being able to pay for those sagadoos. Well, instead, I'm going to turn the boat, turn the ship there, and say that uh, in my future I will easily be able to pay for those SAG dues. I would, I'm I'm going to envision a future where, let's say, what what was it? It was $1,000 to lay it down and then $400 for four months. What about that? Blammo, blammo. I just have the money right there. Bam. That's the, that's the kind of vibration that we're talking about here. Acting as if I was listening to this uh, Neville Goddard uh, 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 lecture, Neville Goddard, G-O-D-D-A-R-D, phenomenal, phenomenal guy. He talks all about imagination and imagining it and then it coming about in existence. So I realize I need to practice more of what I preach. I got to pay attention to my language here. If I'm if I'm talking about the uh, the idea of manifesting our reality, boy, I'm giving some poor examples, huh? I mean, maybe that's the whole thing is that I got to show you my, quote, struggles, unquote, uh, I got to show you my language and see if I actually agree with that. And if you agree with it or not, or if you're going to combat that with what you've learned and how you've been applying the idea of, of uh, manifesting your own reality, you know, send me those comments. Go, hey, man, you know what? You are talking about manifesting your own reality. And yet in your examples here, you're talking about not being able to pay this, not being able to do this or that. What's the deal with the limited language? Let's move with the flow here. What kind of flow do we got going in this? In, in what kind of direction are you expecting it to go in? And let's move the flow in that direction. So, um, you know, we're talking about emoto here with frequencies. Um, all these good vibrations of people echoing back with uh, seeds that have been planted and all the echoes, all the boomerangs that were thrown out there, they're coming back, they're echoing back. All these situations, all these revelations, I got to tell you the synchronicities, the revelations, they're, they're, they're moving faster. They're moving, they're grooving, they are coming to me, they're blasting me quickly and uh, effortlessly. And I'm getting so many of them. I was, I was getting just a, a, 
a whole bunch of them when I was washing the dishes uh, the other night. Um, I'm going to be more vigilant about that, putting them down on here. So thank you to everybody who, who contributed to this podcast. Thank you to everybody who's listened to it up to this moment. Uh, and thank you all for believing in yourself, believing in your manifestation of your reality, because I'm seeing tons of crazy stuff happening here. We are about to enter uh, production here for House in the Middle of Nowhere, a movie that uh, I've been preparing for for about a, a year now. And uh, if you listen to one of the podcast episodes in the past there, you, you will hear some of our scouting. We're scouting a location for the house itself. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that's Those are my final thoughts. If we are the wizards of our, of our reality, if we're going to play with that idea, then we, we've got to, pl- we got to go full bore, don't we? We've got to fully commit to it, don't we? This is a role-playing game. If we're going to play with the idea that this is a simulator, this is a role-playing game. Oh my gosh, roll the dice. It's up to us in the end. Anyway, yeah, there are the dice, but egads. Come on now, let's have fun. Let's have fun. Are we in charge of the... Um, the, the exact ways in which the, the uh, manifestations will occur. We do not know the exact ways. However, we do have blueprints. We, we do have subtle ideas and subtle uh, inclinations and intentions. We could go... So act as if... I saw an interesting Instagram meme where it's... Oh, gosh. It said something about... It was on Philly Ocean's page. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see if I can bring it up right now. I'm going to bring up his uh, stories. Okay, I'm going to bring up his stories. I thought this was pretty pertinent. I thought it was really cool. Whoops. I thought it was really cool. Who you could be five years from now. If you don't know exactly who you want to be and what you want to be doing in five years, you're already doing it. Let that sink in. If you don't ex- know, If you don't know exactly who you want to be, and what you want to be doing in five years, you're already doing it. If you don't know who you're trying to grow into, you're already who you're going to be in five years. I don't know about you, but who am I today? Who I am today is not good enough for me in five years. So interesting, huh? Who I am today is not good enough for me in five years. That's a that's a that's a really interesting way of putting it, isn't it? So that's something to think about. Act as if. Imagine you are that person and then watch your life fill in the blanks. Wow. It's a very freeing aspect, a very, very freeing feeling. All right. Take care.